0: What should I think about? Is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful
1: thing we call the world.
0: So, uh, welcome to What Should I Think About. I'm Stephen, and today we have John, John Elson. So, welcome back, John.
1: Hi, Stephen. Pleased to be here. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Out for a little stroll. This yeah, is, this is quite pleasant.
0: So we've uh, we've we've come to sort of outskirts of Peterborough a place in the called Caster around,
1: yeah Caster and Aylesworth yeah. this is Aylesworth we go through here look
0: okay so uh, we're just taking a walk outside and we're going to chat about um, sort of nature and um, I suppose creation versus evolution all those sorts of things but we're also just enjoying a fairly nice spring day yeah
1: so if you come through this little gap in the hedge okay. this is our our recreation ground and it was actually Tracy a little while ago. My wife Tracy said, um, "Why is it just a blank canvas, it's just a blank mown field? Why right. can't we do some rewilding?" Oh wow! So we approached the parish council, and they said, "Okay, you can have a third of our recreation park." Oh, wow! So look at the size of it—huge—and we've been working on this for two years now, just trying to get it back to a little bit more of a natural look. Yeah. So we've let the grasses grow. Yeah. And interestingly, in amongst all the grasses are all these dormant seeds of all this, these beautiful wild flowers oh. that have been laying there for who knows how long. It's a 100 years old, this part. And so, it's always been kept clipped. Yeah. <clears throat> and they've all just burst into life.
0: So we've got um, a big sort of field. Um, a section of it is uh, about, what, half a dozen trees. Big sort of, well, yeah. sort of medium-sized trees. Um, and around the trees we've got areas that are now left unmown. For the wildflowers to grow. Yeah,
1: really So it's about, Lovely. what, three football pitches, would you say? Yeah. It's quite a big area. Yeah, it is, yeah. So we, the initial thing was to cut paths all the way through the long grasses okay. so that people... Because it's, it's a recreation yeah. ground as well. It's not just going to sure. be a, a meadow. So people can walk around and enjoy the space. We put in some... We had some excess turf because we had to cut out the turf in order to put in wildflower meadows. Oh, OK. So we built turf benches, which is an old medieval thing. Ah. Made made out of the, the turf. Oh wow! Mm. Um, yeah. And planted loads of wild seeds, so which are, are, are gradually, gradually coming.
0: Yeah, cool. So um, I'm going to take a photograph of these turf benches. This is a. This is a thing yeah, that
1: we'll... was uh, what, what. There's four of us that are doing it. Me, and okay. Tracy, and another couple. Yeah. And the, the wife of the other couple said, "Oh, can we make some turf benches? They used to have them in medieval times." Oh, wow and uh, they've worked really well and people are already sitting on them even though this is not, not it's only been going two years okay. it takes a little while to get a wildflower meadow going
0: yeah cool i will take a photograph and people it. are
1: already enjoying them and sitting on them <laughs> so you've called it in between spring we had lots of activity in spring mm. loads of plants growing mm. in spring but now we're waiting for the summer flowers to come through which they are doing yeah the speed well in there going to say uh, that speed well yeah yeah there's some yellow rattle coming, which is what fights back the grass. That that's oh, okay. carnivorous plant that eats grass. Oh right. So it's all happening. So it's a nice little ecosystem. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I suppose you know um your uh, our listeners, if they've listened to our podcast before, will know you're like me, John. You're an ex JW, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So I suppose there is nothing that would stop you doing something like this um, as a JW, but I think it would be very difficult to actually do something like this because of time.
1: Oh, oh, I just wouldn't have been interested. No. It just wouldn't have been one of my interests. Yeah. Even though, as a witness, I would have thought the world is a, is a terrible place mm. and it's all heading towards this eventuality of Armageddon, there's this yeah. end point. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to do anything to alleviate the problems of the world, yes. I wouldn't have been particularly interested. No, that's the odd thing. But isn't to look it? back now with a little bit of embarrassment.
0: And there's like a community feel, isn't there? You're doing something for your local community, here, yeah. Which you, we yeah. never did, did we? As witnesses,
1: no. Really, no. So already in this this little thing we're doing, which is not much, it's, it's only a little rewilding project. We've yep. got creatures here like owls and voles, and yeah. apparently there's some rare moths that um, oh, well. that weren't here before, which I'm really really pleased about because I'm I'm very much into the the now and, and yeah. trying to you know, revitalise the earth a little bit and do something, anyway, do something positive rather than just watch events happen and unfold Yes, and it's all heading towards that end. I mean, in our Which little... the witnesses seem to have a little bit of glee about. That's the other thing that upsets me and embarrasses <laughs> me that I was... <laughs> I mean, I've heard recently someone was, was talking, uh, he was a witness talking about the Ukraine and saying Ooh. it was the king of the north.
0: Yeah, there's a... It's all
1: coming true. It's all happening. They're kind of rubbing their hands with glee. I know. It's all happening. And I think, well, what what is happening? What is happening, in your view, is that 99% of us, including me and my children, are all going to die. That's right. And you're happy about that. You're looking forward to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that Ukrainians are sheltering underground Mm. and being bombed, they they would say that's a terrible thing. We all agree on that. But they want that to happen to all of us, except them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, it's a very strange, um, sort of schizoid dance that I think, you do mm. when you're a witness. In that respect, you know, I, I don't think most of them really, if they think about it, you know, they don't want us to die. But on the other hand, you know, there is an element of, um, well, that's what we're all waiting for, you know, and um, yeah, yeah that will strange. be done. Mm. Oh, no.
1: it's the, they're praying for genocide. But essentially, really? what that
0: does is it creates um, a set of voyeurs or observers really just to watch the if you believe it you're just basically your job is to watch the um, the destruction of of civilization and um, not do anything to change it, which is again why you probably wouldn't bother doing a rewilding project as no
1: as, as a no yeah.
0: yeah. That's lovely, it's really yeah, nice. It was
1: interesting to see it unfolding as well, the, yeah. the project, to see how, how things are happening. Mm. Because apparently, according to Romans one twenty, do you remember this? Oh, you're, supposed to, to, you're supposed to be able to divine God's attributes from, from the, the world creation. around you. Yes. It's supposed to be inexcusable, Paul said. That's right. When oh. you look at the world around you, you're yep. supposed to see God's qualities, mm. especially his power absolutely and, and think wow that's that's. it's like me doing a picture and signing my name on the bottom you're supposed, to, you're supposed to see God's qualities in this world around us wasn't
0: it called the second book you know it's like the book of creation you've got the bible which is God's word and then you've got the book of creation which also tells you about the wonders of God um, you can learn about his personality through his creation right which always bothered me a lot actually. bothered me a lot <laughs> it did me as well because I thought, what can I learn from yeah. from creation? And then you yeah. watch animal nature programmes or even observe it for yourself, you know. Um, I don't know, a bird of prey killing yes. a dove or something and yeah, yeah. eating it alive, you know. You think, well, yeah. okay, what does that tell me about my God?
1: And how, and how supremely adapted that... that there's, we've got some red kites around here. Yeah. How supremely adapted red mm. kites, they, they don't eat live creatures, but say a, a hawk mm. the, the eye is specially adapted that's in right. the way ours aren't to, to see small creatures at distance and hone yeah. in on them and come down and kill them with a strike that's right well yeah. why why is that creature designed that way yeah if the they, animals didn't eat animals if all animals ate grass and vegetation why are the, why are certain this always bothers me as a yeah. why are certain creatures supremely adapted uh, yeah. to just take a big nag out of another creature
0: well <laughs> if, if you're saying design requires a, a designer, which is the the you know the common uh, trope, then every element of that design, like the talons on the hawk and the eyes and the i don't know the, the, the way that uh, a, a big cat will it's it's designed to kill, rip flesh apart, and yeah. so on and so on. But also the other, I always thought about the other side of the coin, like the um, the the animals that were the prey and how they were seemingly designed to avoid being prey. So things like camouflage, for instance, you know, yes, camouflage is a great yeah. example of some sort of design. If you're going to go with design requires a designer, yeah. God must have made. Animals with various different camouflage skills to uh, to avoid being eaten, well why would he do that if if the animals didn 't eat one of them? We should say that well, in in the uh, the sort of the, the fundamentalist law, certainly with jehovah's witnesses, the idea was that animals didn't weren 't designed to kill each other they were designed to be vegetarian, so all animals yeah, to basically, cohabit
1: weren 't they the, yeah the lamb will lay yeah, down with the lion exactly and, and
0: that 's the way it should have been. Um, it was down to man's sin that somehow created the conditions for the world that we have today, yeah. including the fact that animals kill each other. So,
1: But that would take a f- if That's that's the trope, isn't it? Yeah. But if that's true. That means that all these creatures would have to have a fundamental redesign. Yeah. Wouldn't they? Because yeah. if you're supposed to look at creation and see God's qualities mm. and learn about God from creation, there's quite a lot of deception. You oh, mentioned yeah. camouflage. Yeah. There's, a, there's other other animals and like uh, plants, like the bee orchid that pretends to be a bee. It looks yes. like a bee so that it can get pollinated. Right. There's quite a lot of deception and, and lot outright lying that goes on, Absolutely. in the animal kingdom. Absolutely. So, what are we supposed to learn about God from that <laughs> <laughs> deception? Yeah. So, it always bothered me that we'd read the Awake, for example. It was always in the Awake, and there'd be a little article at the back, and it yeah. mentioned some animal. I've always yeah. been, I've always loved animals and mm. creatures and nature. And it'd say how amazingly wonderful the the weaver bird, you know, it makes oh, its yes. nest. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fine. That is amazing. It is amazing. But then you can't just look at that one little facet of no. a creature and say, "Look at that! What well, that tells you about God's love, That's how He's right. provided for them." And you've yeah. got to, you've got to look at the whole of nature and see how mm. Darwin said it's red in tooth and claw. How, how, how the the negative aspects as well. Yeah, I mean, nature. I don't, Harry, is... I don't want to use the word negative either. Really, that's the wrong no, word. No, because it, it,
0: there's no morals to it. You know, the the uh, the hawk isn't killing the, uh, the the mouse or the vole or something because it enjoys it. It's just it's the way it's uh, been adapted or it's adapted to uh, to live. It's just yeah. the way it does it, and it doesn't have any malice in it. So there's no kind of morality no. to it. No. But you know, that's on our. That's the way we would see it. But if you're going to go with the the assumption that that that, yep, that nature tells us about God's uh, God's grace and and who He is. I mean, the other thing is it doesn't fit in with the chronology. So if you say if you say that um, after man sinned, then essentially God did a whole revamp on nature to um, to create to design these features. Well, that doesn't that doesn't work with Genesis, does it? Because no.
1: he's finished his creation at that point. Yeah, especially point. resting. Yeah. So that also bothered that me, so even that bothered me, that God needed the, to rest. <laughs> yeah. He didn't just, um, he's supposed to be full of dynamic energy and... Yeah. Why would he need to recuperate in any way?
0: Yeah, I guess, It's a yeah. bit worrying
1: that God would need to rest. Maybe yeah. that's the wrong word, he just deceased. He, he just stopped, he stopped doing his creation. But yeah, but then he can't have done because all the animals needed redesigning. So
0: then you, you have to go down <clears> the route of saying, well, actually, that God's created within... Nature, animals, um, the ability to adapt and to change in some way. Um, so you know, yeah. animals, desire, um, animals adapted to new situations and and develop new behaviours and develop new. Um, uh, Types of anatomy to allow them to hunt, and uh,
1: yeah, to, which I don't uh, think witnesses have, the, the witness I've spoken to, don't have a particular problem with adaptation. No, but that's uh, it's the ev- the actual evolution, the word the word evolution. The yeah,
0: outline. but actually, you know that there is no difference between the two in a way. Um, if an animal is is able to change um, in a small way, <clears throat> then the way that it would do that is by exactly the same mechanism as if. Uh, you know, when we talk about evolution, really. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, obviously, when we were JWs, we were um, old Earth creationists, weren't we? Yes. So, uh, yeah. um, there's a lot of talk about new Earth creationists, and they yeah. believe that um, everything is 6,000 years old, don't they? But, they do. Um, they do. Uh, we believe that the Earth and the rocks and all of that yeah. could have been millions of years old. Yes. But the... Yeah the creation of animals was um, and man well the creation of man is 6,000 years old isn't it and, yeah. and land animals um, so that's what we believe
1: yeah but I mean I, I used to read Genesis as a mm. little boy I wasn't particularly interested in the meetings. I didn't understand a lot of what was going on <laughs> in the meetings. so I just used to read the Bible Yeah, sit there and read it and I, I used to read Genesis and even as a, as a little boy, sort of eight, ten, interested in animals, la, la, Genesis yeah. bothered me, it really bothered Why me. Why did it bother you? Well, Genesis Genesis is a, is a compilation of many other books, isn't it? Yeah, did it seems that? to be. It, Genesis the book in the Bible is made yeah. up of about, I don't know exactly, 10 or 12 other books, like the book of Jacob or the book no, of... Okay. So there's actually two creation accounts at the beginning mm. of Genesis, chapter one and chapter yeah. two, yeah, yeah. and they're very different. They have differences mm. between them. So, mm. within the first two chapters of Genesis that I read as a little boy, I thought that that's just contradicted. For, for like on mm. day three, um, God created all the plants and trees. Yeah, but the sun didn't turn up until day four.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a bit confusing because on, on day weird. one, light happens doesn't it so yeah we get light before we get the sun and the moon don't we
1: yeah that's right that's right and it talks about the moon as well as it says about the moon being a source of light mm, mm. which it isn't we know that now don't we it's actually just a big it reflects light it doesn't create light
0: no i think it calls them luminaries doesn't it Um, Mm. i don't know what that word sort of stems from and the meaning of, of that but that's the way that it's translated certainly in the New World Translation, which was the one that we yeah. we were using. But yeah, I mean I, d- I don't know the explanation of uh, light before I think they say that this is diffused light somehow. This is um, uh, before you could see the sun and the moon that somehow uh, light, I mean it must have come from the sun. I mean, I'm trying my best to work <laughs> this out here. It must have come from the sun. Um, but it somehow you couldn't actually see the sun. I mean, it, it doesn't really... What you're trying to do is
1: you're trying to theorise and explain, expound yeah. what should have been an explanation. <laughs> really, it should have been a clear... Yeah, it's
0: not a very good one, is it? No, is it no. Yeah. yeah, and this is what... Actually, this is what a lot of um, apologists do for the Bible. You know, the Bible yeah. says something and then... Um, to try and make it fit our our understanding or our modern sensibilities, it's uh, oh well, this Greek word or this Hebrew word didn't mean. I know. It meant I this. know. Well, why isn't it translated like that? Well, though? that's
1: right. <laughs> I mean, the Bible. When do you read the Bible through? I had this conversation with a, an astrophysicist who was a Christian. Oh right. I couldn't believe how he could be a, mm. a Christian and an astrophysicist. Mm. Maybe that's a bit of a strange thing to say. But when you read the Bible, it's very geocentric, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. The the, bio, the, the earth is fixed in the centre of the universe. Everything yeah. goes around. And in fact, man is at the top of creation. Mm. So he's yeah. in dominion of the animals. Yeah. So we're at like the peak of creation, aren't we? Yeah. And after that, God deceased, rested, yeah. sat down, whatever he did. But um, na- now we know and i i believe that we're we're very we're nothing we're very inconsequential everything that is going on around us the universe doesn't care if we live or die no it has no interest in us so i'm i'm going to um
0: a bit later i'd like to put an alternative view to that oh. that makes us feel a bit more because i think that's one of the downsides of of our view if you like is that it it um it banishes humanity to a really inconsequential
1: you don't like that?
0: well I, it's not necessarily that i don't like it i it wouldn't bother me very much but i think it's one of the reasons why um christians particularly don't like it um and it, it could it can be a bit of a almost a, a nihilistic way of of seeing the universe you know so i think um there's other ways of framing it i don't think you know the universe wasn't created for us um and of course we're not at the center of the universe but i think intelligent life is quite special oh, of course in the it is. universe yeah and, and it seems it's like quite
1: it. it's going to be quite rare it as it seems well. to
0: be quite rare yeah mm. so i think i like to think about the universe um bringing forth minds that can understand itself because yeah. we are part of the universe we are made of star stuff Yes. And I just like the idea of of uh, thinking about us as being the universe's way of understanding itself, which is amazing. That actually yeah. puts us not at the centre, but in actually quite a significant place. It's it's yeah. an important job that we've got is to understand the universe because it's we are part of it. it. We are an expression of the universe, which I think is pretty
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. Yeah yeah and life is pretty special oh just the, and, and, the idea and now that I'm an atheist mm. and, and believe that this life is all there really is yeah it's become even more precious it's I so still, sweet isn't I, it? I still get moved by beautiful things mm. there's this idea that atheists are cold no I've, I still get moved by certain pieces of music and yeah. poetry and I can see things beautiful pictures and paintings and, and I mean, nature I can look at these, beautiful nature these lovely fox gloves that we've yeah, yeah, got yeah yeah this is our storytelling beautiful. circle oh ah, wow out of an old tree stump. This tree stump was in the river for a long, oh, long right. time, and it got pulled out of the river with a tractor and lots of effort. <laughs> and then we planted these stumps around, and we created a little storytelling oh, circle. Oh, that's great for people to. And people do come and do you hear, do so it? Families yeah. come and sit here and read, and we get groups of lads come down and smoke marijuana, <laughs> and it's all good. It's all it's all okay. They all sit around and talk to each other, and we yeah. planted it up with some scabious and some okay. mallow and foxgloves beautiful some uh, ragged robin nice and it's going It's only, again this is only a, a year old mm. but it's happening isn't it it's great and it? I get a lot of pleasure from this yeah really
0: that's a really it's really nice I'll actually mm. um, uh, my cousin and, and I came down here actually not not this bit we, we cycled down to the bottom there the river didn't even know this stuff existed it would have been nice to visit and have a little yeah little chat mm. yeah very nice yeah. Yeah and it, it I think you know going back to our point about um creation and uh evolution it, it one of the things that I think when you listen to debate so I knew we were going to talk about this subject so I, I did do a little bit of listening oh, okay. to various different discussions. Um do you want to carry on walking? Yeah, come on then. Where
1: should we go? Down to the river?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Um when I uh when I'm listening to debate between creationists and evolutionists it's always the evolutionist or the the person that that believes in evolution is always the one who for some reason has to explain how it works you know yeah it's their it's their job to explain how it works which i think you know we we know a lot we don't know everything we know an awful lot but the creationist never explains how god turned um a bunch of matter into a living no breathing it's just basically he breathed life into them, yeah you know
1: what does that mean but that's why we haven't mentioned intelligent <laughs> design yet have we mm, yeah because intelligent design does that it yeah it, it says that there is design to look around us and, it, and apparently it seems so when you look at it but the intelligent design does no explanation does it? No. it doesn't expound and tell you how it happened it just says it is
0: exactly. whereas
1: evolution does does give you yeah And has got a scientific stepping stone Mm. theory, a workable theory, a whole process. Yes.
0: And that's what that
1: is. Which then gets picked at by people that believe in intelligent design, doesn't it? Mm. But at least it's got that, the scientific process behind it.
0: Exactly. 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 So, so, like the,
1: like the um, intelligent design, one of the things that's always or was always pointed at as, a, as an example of intelligent design was the human eye, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Have you talked about this before? Um, no, I mean, we've I think we've we've talked about it. i am i sure we've done
0: it on the podcast, but yeah. Yeah, it's
1: called so it's, it irreducible complexity. Yes. The, the eye hmm. can only exist as a as a, a full thing, can't yes. it? With all its well, that's components working perfectly. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's the claim.
1: And it's irreducible. You can't take one piece away, otherwise it just won't work. So it all had to come together and yeah. exist at the same time. Which is... I mean,
0: hello. Hello. Which is one of the, the claims. But actually, when you, when you look at it, you start to realise that that's not actually true. You know, So no. a
1: couple of... Uh, it's not irreducible.
0: ...solar-sensitive cells yeah. could actually be quite useful. You yeah. Know? Tell the difference between dark and light, which... Yes could make a big difference to yeah because
1: when you look at the world around us there are lots of different types of eyes all here now yeah and exactly in the world around us
0: just yeah, climbing
1: through a, at different stages a like you just said from photoreceptive yeah. dips in the top of the like There's a thing called a hagfish yeah that just has a little dent in its, mm. its top where it can detect light and dark yeah all the way through in all the different stages to an eye like ours and there are eyes, there are eyes far superior to human eyes yeah like we mentioned the hawk earlier yeah. And animals that live in, that, that see in lots of different spectrums.
0: Yeah. They've got compound eyes as well. That's yeah. A complete insect. So I think what, what they've sort of found is that um, you get this sort of thing, convergent evolution, where yes. um, different animals have basically come to the same conclusion, if you like, but through different routes. Yes. So, like bats, wings versus bird's wings you know very different actually they fly in a very different way yeah um but they both fly yeah same with eyes you know you have different sorts of eyes yeah i think that's quite interesting and and again you if you look at nature you look at the way that animals are you look at the way that um you know the various different senses and how animals are um put together they show exactly what you would expect from adaptation um, and some randomness, um, you know, some yeah, um, some adaptation to the environment. That's exactly what you'd expect to see, mm. and that is what you see.
1: That is what you see. Mm. And evolution hasn't stopped; it's still no, going, right. isn't it? It's yeah. still rolling forward. That's the other yeah. thing about intelligent design: you make something, yeah, and that's it. It's stopped. We've done it. It's designed. Mm. Job done, isn't it? Whereas in evolution is still happening, and we have a record of it. Yeah, we have a record going back.
0: I mean, we can see like in things like bacteria and uh, viruses we we can see how okay. not, we can see how those continue to adapt and evolve because of things like antibiotics for instance with bacteria um and so we we understand that process pretty well don't we
1: yeah well bacteria was here for a long time on its own wasn't mm. it i mean that it's believed that that appeared fairly quickly after the Earth formed. Well, it's interesting a that billion years Genesis later, doesn't back- say anything
0: about that, does it?
1: No. It has then, nothing
0: to say about bacteria no, or viruses.
1: No, the stuff it leaves out is also <laughs> what you'd expect. If it was written yeah. by a human hmm. in that time, of his yeah. time, the things that are left out of the record, you'd expect him to leave, leave yeah. out. So yeah. they don't have any concept of microorganisms. That's right. Um, we didn't know about galaxies. Mm. We didn't found out about galaxies in 1935 yeah. with Hubble. We didn't think there was, there, there was any such thing. Yeah. So that, mm. there's no reference to galaxies. A reference no. to stars in the Bible quite mm. a lot, but the stars in the Bible um, often that are spoken about as falling to Earth.
0: Yeah, they're not understood, are they? They're no. Not, uh, now, so when I when I have the odd knock on the door <laughs> yeah. um, from time to time, I yeah. remember, you know, having these sorts of discussions. That the the uh, line that always comes out is, which they're obviously trained to say, is, well, the Bible isn't a science textbook. Right. But when it talks about science, it is always accurate. Right. So how do you... Uh, what do you say to that?
1: Uh, not, not always. It's not always accurate no, when it talks not. about science. There's quite no. a few places where it gets it wrong. Mm. It classifies certain creatures incorrectly. Yes. In Leviticus. Mm. There's, there's lots of things it gets wrong. There's... there's um, a really strange... Because we, we understand genes now and how they work. Yeah. There's oh. a really strange story in the time of Jacob. I Do you know what I'm going to say about the, the rams and yes. the goats? And yeah, yeah. How he yeah. used different stripes poles mm. and got them to look at the poles and then they produced young according to the... Yes. Whatever the pole was. Because he,
0: he needed... Um, he made a, a deal, didn't he, um, to say that... With Laban. Yeah, any of the animals that were
1: multicoloured
0: he would yeah. have. Yeah. Um, So he tried to make them multicoloured by cutting up reeds and making the reeds look multicoloured, and the animals would look at the reeds and then give birth to multicoloured animals. Yeah,
1: that's bizarre, isn't it? That's really weird. Yeah, but
0: it it works, according to the Bible. He does actually... uh, Which it
1: could do, you know, it's fine. If you don't understand what gene (laughs) theory is, you you could write a story like that, and it's quite a pleasant, nice little story, isn't it? Yeah. But what worries me is that the thing we... The thing with the Bible, and that was explained mm. to me by the witnesses, is it's all got to be correct. Yeah. Otherwise, you've got to call into question everything else. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, well, I think... So, the, the way they get around some of this is they say, well, first of all, the creation story is, is told from the perspective of a, an observer on Earth. So that's why they don't worry about the fact that um, God doesn't talk about you know how stars are formed and uh and also the it seems to suggest that um you know the sun was created after the earth and all those planets yeah which can't happen. But so that's the um so that some of it, I suppose some of the excuse is that, and also the other so what, what I've had back at me with the story of Jacob was it with his uh, yeah, with his sticks and stuff. Is that it? Doesn't actually the Bible itself doesn't say God told him to do that. <clears throat> um, it, he did it, and uh, so the Bible actually doesn't say whether oh, that okay, was right okay. or wrong. But okay, that's a bit of a so that's
1: ja- disingenuous. That's, Jacob. that's Jacob's fault. Yeah, apparently he did that. But ah.
0: why does it seem to suggest that it worked? That's the thing yeah, yeah. that I yeah I struggle with. with that. Oh yeah. Um, I remember reading that, actually, when I first... I decided I needed to read the Bible all the way through because that was something you had to do Mm -hmm. if you wanted to be an elder, wasn't it? You had to read the Bible through. Yeah. So um, I started with Genesis, obviously, and I remember coming across that bit and I'd never... I'd never seen that before. I must have been in my early 20s, but no, we never had that on the uh, Thursday night discussion. no. Um, and it seemed that there's quite a lot in the Bible actually that we didn't really talk about. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Which kind of? Bible? Oh, whole swathes of it are just left out, aren't yeah. they? Because we're a little bit awkward. Mm. A little bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I, I was also this is through because you don't you, you fall out of the habit of questioning anything when yeah. you're Jehovah's Witness for a time. So we we thought the earth was flat until Christopher Columbus sailed around the world. This is what I believe. This is what you <laughs> right? were told. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the Bible says in Isaiah Mm. 40 that the earth is a sphere, yeah, doesn't it? And Job said it hangs upon nothing. Mm. Well, have I got that the wrong way round? No, I've got that the right way Mm. round. So therefore, that was that was quite amazing. This is proof. The Bible is true. This is the proof the Bible's true. But now, now, because I've questioned everything, Mm. you you find out that the Greeks believed in the earth was round, a sphere, yeah, 500 BC, exactly. You know, yeah, lots of people have worked it out. (laughs) Some some ancient Egyptians have worked out how much the yeah. Earth weighed,
0: or mm. you know. Yeah, it's not. It's just not true, is it? That is a myth that uh, man thought the Earth was flat. I mean, there may have been some pockets. that There are now that people yeah. believe the Earth is flat. Yeah. But um, no, there were lots of civilizations that understood a lot about um, about geog- um, geography, geology, yeah, nature.
1: Yes, but, uh, but the Earth. In the, in the Bible, the earth is supposed to stay forever as well, isn't it? That's yes. the other thing. The earth is mm. here forever. Well, mm. It's immutable. And in fact, we're going to live on it forever. forever. If you're good and do as yeah. you're told, don't ask any questions. You can live here forever yeah. on a paradise earth. Mm. Why? Well, the Earth's yeah. not going to be here forever.
0: That's the problem. Because our
1: star, Sol 1, yeah. is going to run out of fuel in mm. three billion years. I know that seems a little way off at the moment. It's only 11 o'clock on a Monday morning. <laughs> but it's a, in three billion years' yeah. time, it's it's going to expand to become a red giant. Yep. Yeah. And on the way to, of doing that, it's going to eat the Earth. Yeah. And then it's going to shrink to a white dwarf, and then it's going to turn into a supernova, perhaps.
0: Not to mention the heat death of the universe. And the heat death <laughs> of the universe.
1: But even before all that happens... Yeah. Well, what I mean, whilst, whilst the sun is doing what it's doing, yeah. yeah, but but the Andromeda galaxy is on its way yes, here as well. Do you know right. about
0: that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sort of merge or yeah, or, the Andromeda yeah. Galaxy's
1: heading towards us at that's ninety right. miles a second. Mm. Well, how can we live on the Earth forever mm. if yeah. this galaxy, which no one knew about until 1935, is coming? It's coming to get us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although some people say that. Um, that actually it may not, like we might think of it as being two huge bodies crashing into each other, but actually there's a lot of space in between. Oh, so is. yeah. Whether it would end in the destruction of uh, the Earth, I that don't know. That would be like a car crash. No, but still. Um All of this stuff is, uh, where did we learn about this stuff? We learn about it through science, don't we? Through mm. observing um, and calculating, making predictions and testing. And these are the ways that we've learned about nature about the universe and all of that yeah um not through the bible so i was listening to a, um a lecture this morning i'll i'll i will i i can not remember her name i'll put it on the show notes but she was talking about the difference between science and myths it's really interesting and um she makes the point that science is is great and it tells us about how things work um But it it does it in a limited way. So it it can only tell us about the natural world. Okay. And so that's, you know, that's what we use it for. That's what it's good for. Um, Myth, on the other hand, tells us kind of, I suppose, social truths about ourselves. And so if you start to read myths, um, like the Bible and other creation myths, you start to learn so much more about what was important to human beings at the time and probably still are important. Mm. Things like universal questions of right and wrong and uh, how, we, how we find out what we think about
1: yeah. right
0: and wrong and all those sorts of things. The place of human beings in the universe, these are all um, addressed by myths, which is where they belong. Right. So they have value. Yes. Um, but they're not meant to be scientific explanations of how we got here okay so i think it's quite interesting it is
1: so the, the danger is you take a myth mm. um and then and, and try and turn it into a, a science and yeah. and, a, and, a, and a truth yeah so you okay. can
0: you can so you according to this professor she was saying that um if you look at the genesis account actually what what that's and, and the uh, the creation account if you think about you know the one god the yahweh god yeah um power over light and dark yes power over the sun and the moon power over the animals and the people that were surrounding the the hebrews the israelites would have all had their own gods for these things right so actually what if you read it in that way what you're seeing is this is our God. This is the God. This is the one God, Yahweh. Yeah. And he is better than all the other gods yes. because he's got control over the the sun and the moon and the animals and um so really it's it's a way to set the nation, the Hebrew nation aside from all the other nations around about
1: them. Because they were monotheistic. Exactly, yeah. Rather than polytheistic. Yeah.
0: So if you look at it like that, you stop trying to shoehorn in scientific facts and actually what you say is this is a people who were surrounded on all sides by different beliefs and, uh, and so on they, they had uh, their own set of beliefs and this was a way of you know boosting that really bolstering those well, yeah. beliefs which I think is really interesting
1: I mean an example of a polytheistic society would be the Romans wouldn't it yeah and, and where, we're, where we're coming now we're just going to cross over the Neen Valley Railway right into um Normangate fields, around Norman Normandate, part of Aylesworth. Okay. And this is where the Romans used to um, make clay. Oh, really? Pots, and it was quite a, a site of industry. Oh. You can still walk around these fields and, on days when the fields have been plowed and pick, pick up bits of pottery, really? pottery, shards of it. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were, they were a really polytheistic society, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They believed there was gods for everything. Yeah. Mm. And of everything, and gave them all names and attributes... And you spent most of your life trying to appease these gods, didn't you? Well, they were much
0: more like us, weren't they? they yeah, yeah, they very were, human. They were, you know, yeah. they had foibles, they made mistakes, they yeah, uh, they, yeah slept with each other's wives. and uh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> and humans. and The backwater we are now. That's it, cast the backwaters. Oh, but there's, ev- there's evidence that the Israelites started off as polytheistic as well. Yeah, I think you and said that. To more me Tell
0: us about that. That's interesting.
1: What do I know? What do, I, right. what do I know? It's only bits that I've <laughs> read myself and discovered that um, yeah. he, uh, Yahweh was mm. was a Canaanite god actually. Mm. He was in their pantheon, right. and he was a god of metals and metallurgy and okay. fire and violence. You know, he's a bit like Mars or Vulcan, right. the Roman god Vulcan. Okay. But the, he, he became adopted by the um, the, the Israelites yep. and Moses. So that's why he, he had the copper serpent okay, and the burning bush and all mm. this. It's, it's all it's all quite, all those tokens of a, a God of fire. And so, there's, even, there's even Bible, certain little Bible scriptures that talk about him having had a wife. Oh, right. Yeah. It's interesting. And the Asherah. Because that, that used to me in the Bible, in Kings particularly, it talks about bales in the high places. Mm. Now these lights kept wandering off and worshipping right. these other the gods and every, every time things were good. Right. Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah, that's... Every, every uh, time, enjoyable.
1: whenever things were going well, yes. they'd drift away from God and go off and worship in the high places and mm. the bales, and they'd set up sacred poles, mm. all these kind of totems to these false gods. And I just think, why, why is Jehovah <laughs> the one... That now, in the 20th mm. century, I think Jehovah, the Almighty... Why is he so worried about Baal? Mm. Baal of Pure and Baal of... Because yeah. they're, they're they don't exist. Mm. They're superstitious nonsense. Why is he so worried about them? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean,
0: one of the things that I... So, I try to be charitable sometimes. Right. Um, so, one of the things I think is... You could look charitably upon um, the, the God of the Israelites and the, that religious system... Because in a way, so here, stay with me on this because yeah, it's a okay. bit, bit tenuous. Where are but, we going? Yeah? So if you think about science,
1: mm.
0: um, science uh, requires that we have a kind of universal set of rules and laws that all make sense. So if you went to, let's say, Alpha Centauri, um, and you, know, you, could, you could have a spaceship that, um, that used the laws of physics that we have here yes and it would apply there as well so yeah basically we have a world that is unified whereas if you go back to the greek gods and the roman gods these were all a bit like um early attempts of understanding the stars the movement of the stars and so on where you'd each one would be a discrete set of rules you know this one's doing this because of this and this one's doing that because of that but what what we've done with science is we've come up with a set of rules that apply to it all so that means you can predict everything that's going on in the stars you don't have to say well this particular one is special because it is like this and this other one is special because it's like that yeah Um, and that's one of the big successes of science is to essentially unify these laws okay so we can predict what's going to happen um and the more we go in science, the more we've been able to do that. Right. Um, so if you think about ancient models of the world, well, older models of the world, you've you got all these very complex um, kind of circles. Um, so we, you thought that the planets and the stars were all kind of revolving around little circles of themselves. And yes. It was, it was all very complicated, and you had to keep throwing in extra reasons why this didn't work and that didn't work. Mm. Uh, what physics has done for us, it's helped us have kind of universal laws. But you could argue that that probably wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have had this concept of a single God. Right. So if you have a single God, if you're monotheistic, then you say that you know God has a purpose and he's a lawgiver and he's the one that has set all these laws in motion. If you believe in a, a polytheistic world, then they're all, they've all got their own, th- their own ideas and their own goals and their own ways of doing things. Yeah. Y- it's hard to have a set of, a single generalizable set of rules that help explain the world. So that's the argument for um, the idea that before we get to science, we need a monotheistic way of understanding the world. Yeah, It's almost like it's a stepping stone. Oh, no, science. I'd go
1: along with that. Yeah, I, I would go along with that. That, 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 um, that it's kind of from the inf- it's from our infancy of understanding yeah. to explain things to us, learn to learn basic things. You sometimes need to put things simplistically and, and it enables you to, to do that. Yeah. I think you're probably right. It's our first attempts at poetry and writing and learning. And, you know, I, yeah, that's fine. But when the proofs bec- come about that, that show that, that perhaps there is an alternative... Mm. Then uh, you have to change your views. You have to move with it. So yeah. I mean, that's the thing I like about science. That at the moment, we're sticking with the, relativ- the theory of relativity. Mm. And in fact, last week we had a photograph of the the black hole at the centre of the Milky Way. Fantastic! And yeah. Einstein's theories still hold oh, up, yeah. don't they? There's yeah. a lot of questions and mm. questions hovering around everything. But the, what I love about science is, if something happened where Einstein's theory of relativity was discredited, we would just we would just Absolutely. we would just debunk it. It would just yeah. go yeah so that's it over and done with
0: yeah i mean there's but, a but
1: you can't do that with your bullet- especially no. as a witness it's fairly rigid now they talk about the light getting brighter and things change, but they don't change that much
0: well no and it's it's still through and revelation, certain immutable
1: things that cannot mm. be changed, and it's kind of their own downfall it became for mm. me it became their downfall,
0: yeah it's still through a process of revelation, even though they would deny this, but what else can you call it if you're saying mm. that the governing body get guided by Jehovah to understand new light, well what else is that other than divine revelation? So yeah. you're you're at a situation where you have no evidence for this other than the uh the thinking of eight men in New York. You know, well that's right. On what basis are you saying that? On, it can't the, be tested, can it? It can't be tested. It, it it's it's a, a new way of reading a scripture or a text. That a few days before would have been considered apostasy. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the problem with it. It doesn't it doesn't actually attempt to really answer these questions about truth. Mm. It's just a a set of ideas. And what about the evidence? And where is the evidence for this? Yeah. And that's the bit that I always struggle when I'm talking to witnesses, um, and they struggle to be able to answer that question. Yes. Really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so like, for example, I suppose, well, I've been, as you were talking, I was trying to think of an example. Like um, humans, in the Bible, humans were the centre of creation, when yeah. were the height of creation. But we now know, through science, that there, there have been lots of other types of humans mm. that were here, at the same time as us, as we were developing. But yeah. they've, they've all become extinct, like Neanderthals and mm. Denisovans. And there's quite a few types of humans yeah.
0: that have gone. But they would deny they were human, wouldn't they? Would they? They they wouldn't see see them as human. They would think they were another species, but okay, um, of ape or something. But oh, well. I mean they don't even accept that we have a genetic um, or a, a relation. We're related to the great apes, you know. They they really? deny that, don't they? Well, yeah, they don't think we have a common ancestor from chimpanzees or. Or the great apes, or well, that's binobos. one of the things
1: people often get wrong. We uh, I didn't come from monkeys. Well, I, I'm not telling you we came. Nobody that's came right. from monkeys. No one believes that. That's not what evolution tells exactly. us. We came from yeah. monkeys. But the thing about a the scientific theory, I could make, I could make an announcement and hmm. produce a paper about some scientific thing that I've decided is true. But it's got to be testable, hasn't it? It's yeah. got to be reproducible and testable yeah. by your peers, hmm. for, in order for it to be accepted. Whereas it when, when eight men in Brooklyn say you yes. you 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 you're not allowed to have a beard holding the microphone in the, the, there's no it's no not testable, is it? No. There's no there's no uh.
0: No, or you know, um let's think of a a doctrinal matter. Um I mean some, some it of it... they used to worry me about
1: the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. I was just about to say that one for you. Were you the people mm. of Sodom and Gomorrah mm. who are evil to the core Hmm. Yeah, who, who just wanted sex of everything rocks, fire, <laughs> animals, everything. Hmm. Whatever you, you leave your milk bottles on the doorstep, that, that's what's going to happen to them. Yeah. You know, every, just they, they were just evil to the core. Um, are they coming back in the resurrection? But they flip flopped about that over and over yeah. again, haven't they? That wasn't forwards. That yeah. wasn't forwards.
0: It's just hilarious. Well, some people
1: might say, well, that's not important, is it? Well, you, well, not well, important. well, it's quite important if you lived in Sodom and Cross. And it, it must have
0: been important <laughs> enough to. Society, because they kept talking about the bloody thing, didn't they? They kept yeah. releasing new uh, light about it, so yes. it must yeah. be important enough for them to think that they should discuss whether they would come back in the resurrection or not. Yeah, um, so yeah, but you know, it's hilarious because there is, as you say, there is absolutely no way of ever proving it one way or the other, so no, it, it's just a, an act, um, an exercise in, in pointlessness, really. You know? Yeah, yeah, of oh, that we think this now, yeah. oh, do we? Oh, all right, then, yeah, you know, okay.
1: Yeah, what else? I mean, you perhaps yeah. don't want to get into that, but that's the whole thing about the resurrection used to bother me as well. Mm. It just used to bother me that, for example, I've just lost my dad, my dad's just died. Yeah, he's coming back in the resurrection. There's a huge fish there, look.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing that. Yeah,
1: it's a huge fish. Um, my dad's coming back in the resurrection, yeah, because he now lives in God's memory, but he's not, is he? He's not, it's not him. This, this being is going to be remade. That thinks it's my dad and has all his memories. Yeah. But it's not him, is it?
0: Well, this is a really interesting philosophical question. I, I, I
1: it's uh, not gonna look like him for a start. So do you
0: ever watch Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. So you know when they beam from one place to another, when they transport from one place yes. to another? Essentially that's the same, isn't it? So when you when you get beamed from one place to another, your everything about you gets destroyed, essentially. And okay. your all of your essence, including your memories and everything about you, is held in the transporter buffers. or Scotty's got them in the transporter buffers. <laughs> right. And you then get reassembled at the other end. Okay. And the question is, is that still you? Yeah. So when Captain Kirk says, beam me up, Scotty, is basically Kirk dying and then another being recreated. Kirk being recreated, which is a really interesting philosophical question. But essentially is. resurrection is like that. As you say it's your your essence is being recorded somehow in God's memory as it's poetically described, but then um it he will reassemble you including all your memories. Is that still you? Or mm. so it kind of it asks some really interesting philosophical questions about uh you know what makes you you and I think that's that's kind of interesting, which is I think where religion and myths and so on that's where they, they do good work. Because oh. they get us thinking about this stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. So I was... Um, yeah, thought... but They can also be thought-stopping, can't they? Of course. Because if, if the myth says this is... this is, um, Think of a myth. Think of a myth like Narcissus staring into the water at his own beauty. It's to teach you about that, isn't it? Yeah. Hubris and everything. That's not a thought-stopping one. I think it's no, better. No, uh, they're
0: only thought-stopping if you are um, adamant about what they mean and you're not willing to discuss it and think about it. So what we've just said there about you know what is a, what are we? Mm. Are you know are we a set of physical cells or are we the memories that we have? For these are really interesting questions that we can debate and discuss. But that's not what you get in fundamentalist religion. You get a no this is the this is the truth. This is what you should believe. And that's that's the thought stopping element of it.
1: Uh, bef- yeah, no. What used to bother me was the fact that I. I mean, even now I can look at a photograph of me, mm. like my old school photos, the little bespectacled John with his <laughs> blazer on. Yeah. But I look at that and think well, that kid doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Everyth- everything about him has gone. It's all been through yeah. cell reproduction, mm. and 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 perhaps even as a person, the way he thinks. That's all. It's all just that person yeah. just does not exist anymore. Completely gone, but, but there has been a continuation of thought. What, what is the me that's hanging on this, See, this metal, this meat frame?
0: Exactly, so is it. It's a weird
1: thing, but there is a continuation, isn't there? Yeah. Whereas if I died now, oh, I don't feel well, Stephen. You know, I'm gone, laying on the bridge, <sighs> and you're don't getting the medics and down, <laughs> and then Armageddon happens this afternoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and God decides in his wisdom that mm. John wasn't that bad actually he was quite mm. a good artist I miss his old caricatures I think I'll resurrect him <laughs> so I'm now resurrected over in Castle my, my body's still laying here on the bridge yeah. mm. isn't it? they don't believe in the soul no that's, that's so why who, oh. so who is this other thing yeah. that's been made, remade right down the bottom of the lane with all my thoughts And that's identity theft isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but all
0: those pictures I don't, I don't see them Got much
1: these days got bits of fluff in there.
0: The bug? Uh, all right. Um All these pictures these artist pictures of um, parents welcoming back their dead children yeah. at the gravestone. Yes. I always just think well that doesn't make sense because it wouldn't be them would it? It's no. not there. why would it be at the gravestone? Yeah. I think they've stopped doing that now. But um, Have they? I've not seen those sorts of pictures. They, they seem to just, so one of the, the uh, movie dramas um, I, I saw the other day, they're just sort of pitch up at a barbecue, you know. And, oh, hello! Did <laughs> Did <I? laughs> um, and it's like, so yeah, there's no kind of um you don't get to see the, them, them sort of jumping out it the grave. It was the
1: mechanics like of it that used yeah. to bother me. Yeah, yeah. That I wanted to know about. Yeah. Do you know yeah. I wanted answers for? So, do you Do you remember, mm. we were supposed to think that Moses and Abraham, what were called the faithful men of old. The worthies. Were coming back first. Yeah. I don't, I don't
0: I don't know where that mm. links
1: into the Bible.
0: It doesn't say it in the Bible at all, does but it? But it
1: was a belief of the witnesses, wasn't mm. it? And the special houses were being built here, there well, and everywhere. Bethsaida,
0: for... was it? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rutherford built a house for the worthies. Yes. A beautiful place that, yes. I don't know, he just happened to live in it because he yeah. thought that was a good place to live. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that was handy. Uh, it's not mine, it's for <coughs> Moses, this, but, you know.
1: So Moses is coming back. <laughs> yeah. So Moses is coming back. He's here today. He's arrived speaking his language mm. looking mm. the way he did on his own and there, there's there's yeah. a, a, a 19th century house for you to live in I That's know. Gonna, he's going to be traumatized isn't he? it what's be that going to do to the poor guy imagine it yeah it's very very oh yeah all right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it would um well we've said this before it is very science fiction isn't it yeah. i mean you, you... Yeah, You could write a science fiction, but with all this stuff, it is it is And that, And that
1: worried me as well about mm. The Witnesses. That there was a lot of it did, that just did seem too science fiction mm. and too much Star Trek, Yeah, really. Not based on any evidence or proofs.
0: Yeah. I'm just having a car drive over the bridge. That's the rumbling. of yeah, the
1: local rangers. Oh, right. Mm.
0: Yeah, it was... Um, there was a lot that was unanswered, but that wasn't a problem... Um, wasn't supposed to be a problem because it was just well rely on jehovah you know whatever it is it will be good yeah um but again that's that's my, that was my problem because that's not a scientific way of thinking you know um you want to understand it don't you you want yeah. to um but yeah. that's not encouraged so you just accept it yes you don't ask questions you don't try to explain it you just wait upon jehovah or wait upon the governing body to to give well, you yeah. an answer, you know, and it's that. And, that you, was and really you were also
1: being told to develop critical thinking. It was a good thing. In some respects, to yeah. check things out, like yeah. the, the the group. Of, what were they called in the Bible? Paul commended them. Yes, for that's right. Stuff I up. forget that. It yeah. wasn't the Essenes, was it? No, that's something totally no. Is it the Bereans? Might have been. Yeah, well might done. I don't yeah, know. yeah, may have been. We might have got that completely wrong, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, so yeah, I think, were... well if that's if that's true, I've also got to th- I've got to look at the evidences mm. and other people's thoughts as to why I think it isn't. And maybe mm. that was my downfall. I looked too much for the the answers why it couldn't be true. Yeah. So I did always have an interest in the natural world and how things worked. Mm. And it didn't tally and and follow what I was being told about God and design yeah. and love. Mm. Do you know? So, like we said earlier about the hawks, it's not a moral question that a hawk no. or a fox gets into a hen coop and kills no. all the chickens. That's not a morality; they're not evil. Yeah. But uh, there's also the, the, the other quality. There's not a lot of kindness and love either. No. In nature, I don't. I don't suppose that's quite controversial I mean, you can, to say. You
0: can see quite a lot of cooperation, and that's one yeah. of the things that I think we've we've become much better at spotting now. So when when we first thought about evolution and survival of the fittest and everything there's some mistakes made around what does fitness mean you know and basically means strength and it's all about animals killing each other well of course that's part of it in some situations but also there's a lot of cooperation yeah there is animals cooperate with each other and uh within their own species of course very social animals yeah Um, but also even between species you you observe the way that they work together um even if you go down to the level of the cell, you know, um, human beings themselves, or all, all animals, are massive evidence of cooperation. You know, cells cooperating with each other, creating organs, creating a body, and, you know, this is one great big. Oh yeah, you mean like the bacteria venture. and the, the yeah. organisms that live within us and well, help us to survive? and, and ourselves—you know, yeah. our own cells cooperate with each other, don't they? So, yeah, yeah um, actually, there is a lot of cooperation in nature. So we could, so yeah, we can. You can learn whichever lessons you want to, I guess. Mm. But that—that that was the other thing I was going to ask you about. Is um, what does it do to you? Because this is one of the accusations that creationists always level at atheists is that, you know, if you don't believe in God, then you have no moral compass. And basically, this is what leads to all the bad things that are happening. So how do we kind of combat
1: that idea? Well, to say that someone is an atheist isn't moral, that's quite an insult, really. Well, it is. But I have no morality. And and the only reason you are moral is because God's told you to be moral. Yeah. You know, because you know the Ten Commandments and live by them. Therefore, and you know, what were you doing before those commandments arrived? Were people all murdering and committing adultery? Well, they were, but (laughs) did they not think it was wrong? I think a lot of people did. So where do we get morals from? So my morality is not based on the Bible anymore. Hmm. Um, My morality comes from, I don't know, where does it come from? I now believe that I'm a limited being; that I'm yeah. not going to be around forever. Yeah. So life has become even more precious, mm. and it's even it's even better to be kinder to kind to kinder people to make their limited time even more pleasing for them as well. Right. So there's a lot of that that goes on yeah. in, the, in the way I do things. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, I'm a bit more selfless in that regard. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ways my my morality is developed. I don't think of myself. I always had a. It's it's a strange thing to say about yourself, but then Moses said it, didn't he? Moses said, I'm the most humblest man on the earth. He says that in one of the Bible scriptures. I always thought I was a bit humble, because when I was a witness, I think, what's so special Mm. about me that God is going to let me live forever? Why am I so special? Mm. Not just because of all the other humans around me that are going to die but also all the the future humans that Mm. are not going to exist because I'm taking up their space. Mm. You know, what's so special about me? Well, there isn't anything I've come to realise. No. There isn't anything particularly unique or brilliant about me. And I'm not the center of the universe. (laughs) It isn't all spinning around me. Mm. The constellations aren't all here because of me. I go back to that point. Yeah. That Um, I now live in a very insignificant... Far little moat dust wing on the edge of the Milky Way, yeah, and in amongst billions of other galaxies, but then
0: you're you know, so the
1: universe hasn't got a plan for me,
0: it, it shrinks everything down to what you can do in your community, then doesn't it? Like you've done the lovely little rewilding project, or mm. you help your neighbor, or you know, that and that suddenly becomes even more important. So, that I think that's a nice thing that not having this huge, great universal sovereignty question. That means we have to be knocking on doors constantly. it just releases you from all of that, and you can then start asking questions about the little things in life. you know how do I make this person a bit happier um, and for me that's that 's where I try to get my morals from it 's thinking about um, what can I do that um, both adds to people 's happiness and, or certainly doesn 't take away from people 's happiness so for me that's that I think is at the heart of morality it's it's how we contribute to the world and uh, what we can do to to make other people's experience of the world a better experience yeah And, and if you look at it like that then i think that's a more practical way of thinking about the world and you don't have a set of rules given to you by somebody that that you have to follow rigidly you're you're thinking about how what i'm going to do next how is that going to affect other people um, and if you live by that code, I think, you know, that's, for me, that's, that's, that's the quite way that nice. Yeah, I like
1: that, Steve. That's a nice little ethos. I'm just watching, as you were talking, I was just watching the damselflies flicking yeah, The blue damselflies. They're flies. amazing, aren't they? Yeah. But their, their life is so transitory and short. Yeah. Ours isn't really so different. The bar, yeah. I suppose the barber got that right, didn't he? When it said about the, the grass withers one, grows and withers one day and it's gone, thrown yeah. into the fire. We're, we're, life is transitory. And therefore more precious. But again, you know, you and read... My, life, my life's precious to me, so yeah. I'll do anything to try and keep it going. But I'll, the boundaries for me are that your life is equally as precious and transitory, so therefore I wouldn't want to yeah. ruin your life for you in any way by stealing from you or murdering anyone close to you or committing adultery with anyone close to you or, or doing any of those things sure. either. that's right. So there is I an, an, an innate morality. I
0: think so, yeah. Um, I mean, if you read Ecclesiastes, which I think is where, where you're referring to on that, I mean... I think that's really interesting as a Bible book because, in a way, that asks all those questions. You know, it says, "Look, look around you. You know, look at the world, and you know, what's it all about? Mm. You know, and that's where he, he comes up with the. I suppose the King Solomon vanity. wrote it, exactly, wasn't he? it? He was a bit yeah. depressed that day, I think. There's I think so. But in a way, it's quite profound, and and it doesn't it doesn't sound like the fundamentalist uh, religionist that we meet today. Yeah, this sounds like somebody trying to come to grips with his own mortality, and, you know, realising that life is short, what's it all about? Mm. And I love that. That's a great question. Um, Unfortunately, modern-day religions have have kind of tried to wrap it all up and decide this is how we should think about the answer to these questions, and here they are. Believe them this way, or you're going to die either at Armageddon or in hell or in some other horrible way yeah so at its best the bible and other holy books if you like are ways of trying to understand the universe both in big ways and little ways mm. i was reading a um a couple of african myths that i thought oh, were fantastic okay. before i came out should i uh, i'll tell you, you tell tell african you myth yeah so there was this um i did put the book in my my bag and then I didn't bring my bag so I can't I can't tell you the actual names of these myths I'll, I'll do it in the show notes um but there's one about a tortoise a man and a rock and uh, god made the man to be alive and he made the tortoise to be alive but the rock wasn't alive uh, the tortoise really wanted to have children they didn't have children in those days and they live forever the tortoise and the man live forever Mm -hmm. and the rock live forever um the tortoise really wanted children and it asked god for children and god said if you have children then you'll die because at the moment i just keep renewing you but if you have children then you'll die and the tortoise said well i i want children and i'll watch my children grow and then i'll die and so the tortoise that's exactly what happened and the human says the same and God says to the human, you'll, you'll die if you have children. And he says, well, I, that's fine. Let me see my children and then I'll die. And that's why humans die. But the rock didn't ask for any children. And that's why the rock stays forever.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's interesting. It? It's Mate, a nice little story. What a great it story. Is.
0: And I think that's really profound. And in a way, as scientific as any of the claims made to the Bible. Because... You know, we do know that organisms that uh, reproduce sexually reproduce. That is part of that process. The dying bit yeah. is also part of the the procreation. Whereas um, creatures, you know, like single-celled organisms and so on, effectively they they uh, reproduce through cell division or, or whatever, and mm. and it's so in a way they are immortal. And I think that's really interesting. It is,
1: yeah. Tortoises live a long time. They do. They do.
0: When I was a kid, do you remember those? Well, do you remember those pictures? In this was one of the arguments for why we are special. Was um, you know, um, tortoises live up to a hundred years, mm. and trees can live for thousands of mm. years. Why is it that man only lives for seventy or eighty years? And what was the answer? What, well, the answer was because of man's sin and ah. that we should never have lived for that short a period of time and that in the new order we would live forever. Ah so okay. but what infantile reasoning really? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's, childlike. it's quite Victorian,
1: isn't it? It's, yeah, exactly. Mm.
0: I thought that was interesting. There's some really nice um African myth there's another one that I've forgotten now so I can't tell you but it was really nice <laughs> maybe I'll remember it but instantly.
1: we're standing here now looking across yeah. this river and the mm. trees and mm. we've just seen some fish and yeah. it's beautiful isn't it mm. absolutely beautiful and we've got an appreciation of it even though we're both atheists Yeah. and what I, uh, it's, most religions teach you this is just a stage you're going through this is yeah. the painful horrible bit mm. all the glory is yet to happen <laughs> yes and i think that's such a shame i it think is. We, we should live more in the moment of mm. of being here and enjoying this perhaps we we wouldn't have such a nihilistic view of mm. the planet and yeah. we'd want to help more if we that's right we realize that we we're only here for a very short period of time absolutely which sounds a bit depressing but i'm not depressed at all no
0: it doesn't depressed me I mean recently we re-released Salil and I a conversation we had about death actually Um, and I re-released it because somebody actually got in touch with me uh, direct messaged me and um, her father-in-law had died Um, and she was saying uh, you do think about death differently when you've left Jehovah's Witnesses obviously because of the ideas that you used to have about it Mm. Um, so we re-released it because we were talking about it celine and i about how you think about death afterwards and it would be easy to imagine that leaving the jehovah's witnesses makes you really sad and upset about the end of life but i don't feel that i feel that it it increases the focus on life and and it somehow increases the clarity on what life is about and you can enjoy it so much more yes because as you say you're not You're not biding time, you know. You're not. No. You're not thinking. Well, this is, this is just the rubbish bit that I've got to get through. Uh, the real life is later to come.
1: Well, that's right. That's right. And, and I also have a, a, a querulous nature. I, I want to know more about this yeah. life and, mm. and how things work and what is out there. It's all very, very fascinating. Absolutely. To me. And go back to your myth about the tortoise wanting children the human mm. wanting children. Even though everything we've said about how precious life is. Your children, you would give up. You would give up life in an instant for your Absolutely. kids, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Give up. I wouldn't want my child to die. No.
0: For mm. me, so that mm. I could live forever. Mm.
1: But apparently, God does want that. God wants His child. He wants His son to die. Let His son die, so that we could live forever.
0: So we're on the. But I wouldn't do that. We're on to the ransom sacrifice thing though.
1: No. <laughs> How did we get onto that?
0: <laughs> I mean, that always felt. Do you know what? Even I couldn't allow my child to suffer in any way. So if you're a Jehovah's Witness, then you... you, And it's why...
1: Sorry, Steve, but it's also why I don't want to be in heaven. This is not a Jehovah's Witness belief, but I don't want to be in heaven, looking down on the earth, seeing my son now struggle with life Mm. and be sad about me not being there and needing help in certain situations Mm. in the way I help him now, you know, occasionally. Uh, But I can't do that because I'm in heaven. But I can see him. I'm looking down. People thought about that he's looking down on me now. I would not want to do that. That is torture to me.
0: Some people find comfort in that and I suppose do they? I, they do. I, I guess. I mean I, I'd like to try and um you know if people find comfort in that that's fine. But no, I agree it wouldn't it wouldn't really help me at all. Mm. Um but yeah Gee, we they
1: skipped away from the runs for sacrifice that's was was the whole point of that. You I want to talk bit, about it though,
0: don't you? I do. I find, <laughs> I find it quite interesting the the idea that God um didn't chose not to foresee man's original sin, mm. Um and then if you believe in the Trinity, obviously you believe that right. God is Jesus. So he his way out of or his way to forgive sin is to create <clears throat> a sort of legal mechanism by which he comes down to earth, or his son, if you believe like Jehovah's Witnesses do to die as a perfect man to somehow pay a ransom for the sins of mankind even as a, a devout jw i struggled with that yeah it just seemed it just seemed like
1: why yes yeah there's got to be an easy way of sorting this <laughs> yeah. legal problem out yeah i think
0: so yeah and it, Where no one struggled has to die
1: with. or suffer
0: yeah and and it wasn't really death because he got resurrected three three days later anyway. Yeah. So um parts of three days. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't or three, or two four and a half days. Or whatever. But mm. I mean then that's not really the same, is it? If if you're if you're saying that um that death requires or that sin requires a, a death sacrifice essentially, then being resurrected two and a half days later then it's not really death, is it? It's um mm. Else.
1: Yeah. But you can see But child sacrifice is abhorrent in, in most societies. You, yeah, exactly. And that, and societies that practice child sacrifice yeah. we view as primitive, mm. undeveloped. Yeah. And, and and as they develop more as societies, they they move away from child sacrifice. I think and if, child killers now yeah. are the worst in society Absolutely. and thought of as the, mm. the lowest. Anyone that harms a child is depraved. I think But it, we believe we're supposed to believe yeah. in a god that caused harm to his own son I mean he was willingly. 30 well
0: he wasn't a child I and say. he would be pleased
1: about that because that allows yeah. you now mm. to to have the ability to, to praise me all day and say thank you to me all day because I think, all you deserve to do is die actually yeah and I think it does so we're all a bit worthless in God's eyes it,
0: it does illustrate the <laughs> origins of um, the, the, the God of the Bible in a way because you see um, human sacrifice quite Quite a lot throughout lots of uh primitive societies, don't you you see that yeah well, um, the canaan it was one of the things that was mm. leveled
1: against the Canaanites as why well. yeah. they needed to be destroyed That's right. because every every single dwelling house in Canaan there was a child's remains found under it, so they were practicing child sacrifice, yeah, so that was one of the reasons why they had to be wiped away and deservedly so, yeah because of child sacrifice mm. but then yeah,
0: yeah, odd. Right, well, um, I feel like we've kind of covered a lot of ground there. Haven't we? We have. We've got a lot, haven't got we? Covered a lot of ground. Um, probably we should we should um, bring that to an end. Um, if, as a listener, you want us to gabble on about something <laughs> else sometime, <laughs> <laughs> then let us know. Cause Not I very eloquently. Of, I kind of enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a proper studious kind of rebuttal of uh, creationism or anything like that because no. we're just wandering around in the lovely countryside chatting so you know yeah. it's not meant to be watertight argumentation it's us kind of thinking out loud but if there's anything yeah. else then and John's up for it then we can um, but it, we can but, do it again and
1: I would want to add it's important that people do ask questions yeah. and do seek answers and have conversations and like and have this. conversations and think about what and, and kind of mull it all over and everything's up for re-reasoning isn't it I think so you know, yeah. you, you say some very insightful things to me, Steve, I think, wow, oh, I've got to think about that now. I've got to add that into my little <laughs> belief system, you know?
0: Yeah, you too. But oh, when you're a witness, good. you weren't allowed to do that. And it's such a shame, because mm. we've had a really nice time doing yeah. that. It's fun, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you very much for oh, thank you. Uh, being a guest again today. It's been great. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening to What Should I Think About?
1: What Should I Think About? is an Evil Sheep production.